from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. And it all ties back to what people are eating. Yes, absolutely. It, as in all chronic disease, um, nutrition plays an integral and vital part. It serves their ability to um, sustain cancer treatment. This idea of food as is medicine is a national movement. I'm Sarah Fenske. For more than three decades, food outreach has helped people living with cancer or HIV. The St. Louis nonprofit provides two nutritious meals every day to those who are medically vulnerable. But now it's beginning to serve a new population, veterans, and particularly those veterans living with uncontrolled diabetes. And joining us now with the latest is Julie Locke. She's the executive director of Food Outreach. Julie, welcome. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's great to be with you. So this is a new population for your organization. What led you to start this new initiative? It is. Well, we have uh, we have been serving veterans, but in small number, related to those two diagnoses of cancer and HIV. But in our conversations with one of our case navigators at the Veterans Administration, we realized that because of how diabetes impacts veterans locally, in the state, and nationally, we really wanted to look at this. And in light of the fact that we realized during the pandemic, we have not been serving the, the same number of clients we served uh, pre-pandemic. And we really wanted to expand on behalf of all these veterans who have uh, served. Diabetes is a, um, a very compelling space for us to step into. You mentioned you haven't been serving as, as many clients as pre-pandemic. Why is that? Yes, uh, it's for a variety of reasons. Part of the good news is that organizations like the Urban League, mm -hmm. Operation Food Search, St. Louis Area Food Bank, have provided a great deal of food interventions for many people in need. But related to our clients, especially during the first year of the pandemic, many of them needed to stay home for a variety of reasons. All of our uh, existing clients are immunocompromised. Mm -hmm. And so it was very, very important for many of our clients just to stay home. And some of them did not want our home delivery or our food boxes, our 30-day nutrition boxes. Okay. And so you already served a number of veterans. Um, and it became clear from the VA that veterans who particularly have trouble with diabetes, this was something where they could really use some help? Yes. Yes. And so we talked about um, stepping into this world. And what we're trying to do now is work with organizations to get in front of veteran-facing organizations far beyond uh, who the VA serves and reach out to let people know we already serve a seven-county area in the St. Louis region, in Missouri and in Illinois. And so we're trying to expand the number of veterans we're serving. And so you're trying to do that with these meals that you deliver. Are these then different meals that this population needs than you, what you're used to dealing with? Yes. In general, we're they are getting the same medically tailored meals, but there's a focus for uh, people with uh, and veterans with uncontrolled diabetes to focus on protein, 
heavy fruits and vegetables, portion size, and uh, a complex carbohydrate, the right kind of carbohydrate. And so with uncontrolled diabetes, this is something that can have really serious consequences, and it all ties back to what people are eating. Yes, absolutely. As in all chronic disease, um, nutrition plays an integral and vital part of of literally what we swallow. So what what happens to somebody with uncontrolled diabetes if it doesn't end up getting treated, if they're not using this kind of food that's nutritionally tailored for them, they're just eating the junk that all the rest of us eat? Right, exactly. So there's a lot of data that um, we know that uncontrolled diabetes can eventually lead to cardiovascular disease, stroke, vision problems, nerve, nerve damage, foot ulcers, kidney damage, amputation, there's a lot of serious health consequences to diabetes remaining uncontrolled. And that can be prevented with just the right diet? It can. It, uh, we don't have, we, we know that, yes, pro- programs that are provided like food outreach across the country can impact the health of someone with uncontrolled diabetes. And it's our hope that the first thing that will happen is that we'll see uh, one of the measurements that determines this, an A1C level, start to go down as a result of this. But other things that can also impact um, uh, uncontrolled diabetes is exercise, mm-hmm. proper sleep, and nutrition can also play a, a, a really vital role in helping somebody feel well enough to start to walk and work on, build build resilience around wellness. So this is the, the good first step to getting yes. people on the road to health. Yes. You mentioned A1C levels. Sorry, what's that? So it is a measurement that um, clinics and uh, healthcare providers and uh, physicians use to measure somebody's uh, insulin level. And um, and anyone who's living, especially with type 2 diabetes, anyone who's living with that regularly tests that. Okay. So this is something, well, they'll know if they have problems with their AIC levels. Yes. And then yes. you're there to help them. So have you had much interest from veterans in this offering at this point? So we're very excited that we've, I think we've enrolled 12 veterans thus far. That's great. And we were very, very excited about that. They're all on home delivery. And so they're all getting two meals a day for one month at a time. And um, they've already had an intake with our registered dietitian. So uh, the, uh, Rachel and Melissa have been able to talk to each person individually about a variety of different things that they're um, that are happening in their lives. So, what kind of feedback are you getting from uh, people who've started this program? So we have not had any feedback yet from any of the veterans because we're so early into the program. Some of them have only been experiencing our uh, our food interventions for about a month. And uh, we also realize we're also learning that uh, we've got to be very uh, respectful, just like with all of our clients, around uh, people's need for privacy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that, um, that plays into... Um, our communication with uh, veterans. They don't necessarily want to fill you in on all the details of what they're going through. Yes, understandably. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I understand you already have philanthropic support in place for this. How did that come about? We do. That's absolutely amazing because of our amazing development director, my teammate, Justin. But um, we're very proud of the fact that locally the the Lutheran Foundation of St. Louis has helped us. Their focus remains in uh, organizations like Food Outreach. And nationally, we earned the attention of the Bob Woodruff Foundation. And uh, their focus nationally is to help um, veterans 
for, for now and in years to come with a variety of issues that veterans face. We're very, very proud to have that support from those organizations. That's great. So taking a step back here, um, food outreach has long been of the belief that food is medicine. Yeah. And that's something that I think so many of us overlook as we're kind of going through the fast food drive through <laughs> This is not necessarily good medicine. Do you think this is something that um, other people aren't thinking about as much as they should? Well, as we know, especially everything we've learned over the last 33 years re- related to the clients we continue to serve is that, um, you know, that when, when AIDS um, impacted so many different people and we lost so many loved ones to, uh, to that, we knew that nutrition could help someone struggling with a, a serious or fatal illness. Mm-hmm. And um, what we've also learned in the 20 years that we've been providing services to people going through cancer treatment is that nutrition boosts their ability to, it serves their ability to um, sustain cancer treatment, chemo and radiation. And so this idea of food is medicine is a national movement. There's many organizations much larger than food outreach in our country. But um, we are, we remain the only agency focused on nutrition supporting treatment. Hmm. So we were talking earlier about how the pandemic has changed things for you in the way that it's changed things for everyone in so many ways. Do you have a sense of how we're doing in this region when it comes to the overall issues of food insecurity? I mean, is this continuing to be a big problem in St. Louis? Yes, it is. Um, I, I, I wish I did not have to answer that so emphatically, but the answer is yes. And I, I think that there's a lot of organizations helping with that and who have not only been doing this work for a long time, but have really stepped up during the pandemic. And I also think you've talked about this on your program, Sarah. There's a lot of misunderstanding about who is food insecure or who is hungry. And um, there's, you know, we I think you have had a lot of guests on the show who have tried to dispel those myths. Um, people can be food insecure in a day. Things can happen to them. But um, there's Hunger is complicated. It impacts the lives of many people, particularly related to where we sit in the social determinants of health Mm -hmm. and disinvestment. And unfortunately, um, especially in the city and traveling north all the way to uh, Florissant, Blackjack, areas like this, Franklin, Jefferson County, um, Madison, there's um, complicated food insecurity problems. So this week is such a time of bounty um, for those of us who are doing well. And it's also the time that we try to think about people who are less fortunate. What would you say for people who are kind of grappling with just how much they have and neighbors who maybe don't have enough? What would be your recommendation of something we could do? Well, sometimes uh, one of the things that I think happens with people in their school districts or in their their private or public schools is that they can find out that uh, teachers in school districts have have food programs for students and their families who are um, struggling Mm -hmm. with food. I think that's a great place to pay attention and be mindful or to ask questions about that. I also think in religious organizations, there's wonderful movements around trying to help people and be thoughtful um, throughout the year and not just at um, this upcoming weekend or during uh, religious holidays. Um, There's large food pantries Um, Operation Food Search does an amazing job. I could talk about, you know, the two other food organizations for a long time. Um, But I think there's a lot of important work 
that I'm very grateful for. Even the Urban League, you know, organizations like that have done an incredible job of remembering to have big open food drives hmm. for people. So maybe this is a reminder if this is something that's on your mind. It's just as simple as doing something about it. There are a lot of options if you want to give. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Julie Locke, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you so much for your work as well, Sarah. And Julie is the executive director of Food Outreach, doing a new program for veterans. If you want more information on that, if you know a veteran who might qualify, stlonair.show. This episode was produced by Evie Hemphill with audio engineering by Aaron Dorr and production assistance from Jane Mather Glass. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.